Welcome to Teach a Man to Grow with Tony and Roz. My friend Tony is taking on a challenge to feed himself for only a dollar a day during February. Tell me more about your first, I think it's nine days now, is it? Or is it ten? Uh, it's day 10 today. Day 10, day 10. Day 10. How do you feel like you're going and how's the budget? I think the budget's doing fine, actually. I've um, spent something like $14. Yeah, about $14. So I'm, I'm just under half my budget and I've still got, I'm, I've got my basket of food in front of me and there's... I've I've still got oh, two thirds a packet of um, oats. I've got half a packet of pasta. I've still got one serving of uh, penne. I've got half a bag of brown rice, and I haven't touched my soup mix at all. That's pretty good. Yeah, my my bag of flour is three quarters full, and I've still got three quarters of my bag of sugar. And I think I still owe you some bread. And I'm actually going to do my be doing my sourdough bread making course on the twentieth. So there should definitely be some bread after that that I can give to you um, in exchange for a promise of goodies. We've actually been really good in terms of um, holding on to goodies. Um, I think today I've I've got something like ten eggs. Wow! I haven't touched eggs for probably four days now, or something like that, and maybe five days. But, um, yeah, I've got about 10 eggs. So the, the, the chooks have been a bit on and off. They, um, they've had days where they've laid three eggs, and today they only laid one egg. But I haven't, uh, there hasn't been a day where they haven't laid any eggs. So that's uh, been a real bonus. And um, I've, got some, I've got some great news today that uh, a friend has managed to forage a bag of macadamia nuts for me. Oh, yum. And also she harvested her... Um, her honey, and um, she's given me the the, the leftover. Um, I don't know when 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 you drain your honey and you've got the the waxy bits that's still sort of the honeycomb. Yeah, yeah. Um, she said there's there's more honey in it than wax, but yeah, she's um, saved me a, a tub of that. So I was like, yes. And in, I think in return, what she wants what she wants from me is. Is a picture of me dumpster diving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's great. So she wants me to take a dumpster diving one night. <laughs> she wants me a photo of me with, my, with myself in the bin. I, I almost want to see a picture of you with legs sticking out of the dumpster, but I'm imagining these legs with feet flailing coming out of the dumpster as you stick your head as far in as you can go to be able to find the ultimate bargain. Yes, well, you you can certainly call it the ultimate bargain because it costs you nothing. <laughs> On the topic of dumpster diving, though, it's um, it's actually changed the, um, the the whole perspective of of this challenge for me because I really didn't anticipate doing it, and um, it's it's really provided uh, quite an amount of food in only a, yeah a few trips. There was one one night I went out and. Found a whole heap of bread, and there was one afternoon I went to the dumpsters at the at the markets and got a whole heap of fruit and, and potatoes. Not much vegetables in there, but it's mostly fruit and potatoes. 
Yeah, so it's if you if you know where to look, you um, you can certainly find food. Do you think it's something that you would continue doing? To some extent, I've I've always done it because I've I've, I've always picked uh, fruit and veg out of the bin at the markets to give to the chooks. So it's certainly something that I'll continue to do. Um, continuing to do it um, to feed myself, maybe maybe not. I don't know. It's, it depends on how much time I have or, or the convenience or, or the effort that's associated to it. But really, uh, there, there isn't um, much effort. If, if you know where to look, then it's it's a 10-minute effort type of thing. It doesn't take the effort at all. So every shopping centre has um, a, an area where they, they throw away um, their rubbish and, and produce and things like that. And if you know where to look, then it's readily there. Because I've never been dumpster diving myself. Is it an area which is easily accessible for just anyone? Or, you know, do you have to almost get the nod from someone working there? Not really, because it's during the day, the, um, the, the, uh, the rubbish areas are usually full of people throwing things in the bin. So the, there's always someone around there. And I'm sure they're, they're not going to uh, mind too much by um, you taking stuff out of the bin. Uh, but at night, there's hardly anyone there, and to be honest, I don't think people really care that much. They might look at you and, and, and frown upon what you're doing, but I don't think they really care. I, I suppose the key fears that everyone have is around hygiene. Um, so what's the location like when you've been dumpster diving, and how far out of date are the things that you find? On my first trip, um, I was just horrified to find out that most of the bread that was thrown out was only one day old mm. two days old so they were they were baked on one day and then they were thrown out the day after I'm, I'm i'm sure i've purchased bread that is more than one day old before so that's why i was so surprised and very disappointed actually to, to find out that uh, day old bread has been thrown out and there was crates and crates and crates of it it's just crazy. And I know that I've definitely had bread sit in the fridge for longer than a day, and it's still been fine. Actually, the, um, the toast that I had this morning uh, was uh, from – it's 12 days old now, and it was picked out of the dumpster. So it's 12 days old. I've kept it in the, the fridge the whole time, and, and last night I, I took it out, checked it, not a bit of mould, didn't smell or anything like that, cut two fat slices and put some – Vegemite and butter on it and had it for breakfast this morning. Sounds like if you're careful with what you you look for, um, you can do pretty well. I'd imagine there's some danger things that you should try and avoid, but th there's a lot of good stuff that is going to waste. Uh, absolutely. When I, um, when I jumped in the bin at the markets, pretty much most of the things that were in the bin were, were damaged in, in some way. So um, it's, it's got a black spot or you know, the, the end of it's a, a bit rotten. Um, or it's been squashed or something like that, but it's certainly still edible. And I, in a way, I can understand why they throw it out because they certainly can't sell it. But to to someone that actually cannot afford to buy uh, fresh fruit and veg, that's perfect for them. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. You may have to cut a blemish out or you know, peel it extra thick or something like that, but um, there's there's nothing wrong with it. So like all week, I've I've been able to to eat. Uh, apple stew or stewed apples with with my uh, my oats and they were all from um apples which have had a bit of rot on the side or at the bottom or something like that and when i spoke to the farmer um that was getting ready for sale uh, last friday he said he, he can't sell it 
and what he does is he he throws them all into a box and he sells to um, bird keepers. So instead of a dollar a kilo, which he normally sells that, he'll sell a whole box for three dollars, and a whole box is usually you know five to ten kilos or something like that. So it's quite good value. As part of this challenge, Tony is raising funds for Second Bite, an organisation that redistributes food to people in need. If you'd like to donate, go to the Teach a Man to Grow Facebook page and look for the link to Tony's Everyday Hero page. Uh, we're getting close to the midpoint, and I think I really need to remind our followers um, to uh, chip in because I'm one-third the, the way through my funding goal. Mm. Um, I'm going to kick in a third of it, so there's really only seven, 800 bucks um, left to go. So it, it'd be really cool if we can drum up some support. Considering it's it's such it's such a big issue, such a big topic, and I think it it, it brings about um, very specific emotions in people. Yeah, I find for me that it's it's a bit of a, a scary unknown quantity. Um, I'm I'm not particularly squeamish about like say there's some cheese in the fridge that might have a little bit of hard mold or dried out on the side, cutting that off and continuing to eat the rest of the block. You know, I'll I'll judge things by you know, the the look and the smell and that sort of stuff rather than necessarily by going strictly by dates. Yeah. But even I'm sort of going, oh, dumpster diving, surely that's not very hygienic. And it is, you know, the, there is the kind of the – it's because it, the word dumpster is in it. Yeah. You know, you you picturing stuff that's in a bin and you're picturing your bin in your house, which is a mess, or you're picturing classic, you know, disgusting dumpster with everything in it. Yeah. Yeah. And from that point of view alone, it's people are going to be going, oh, I'm not sure I would ever do that. And then comes in the other sort of factors of security and all the rest of it. How much are you allowed to do? Who owns it once it goes in the bin? Exactly. I had one of those moments that exposed my naivety the other day, um, and it's not food-related, but it is waste-related. I was working from home, as I usually do, and the people across the street from us had organised a council clean-up, and they'd put out a few things, um, you know, things like a, an old wardrobe, a desk, and they hadn't been picked up by anyone else. So uh, no one had come round and gone, yep, right, I need a new desk, I'm pinching it. And the council rubbish truck came around. And for some reason in my mind, I'd had it pictured that when it came to a hard rubbish or council cleanup, there'd be some kind of flatbed truck that would take all of this off to some kind of reuse centre where that someone would find a purpose for this desk and for this wardrobe. But no, it was a general rubbish truck and they spent probably 15 minutes feeding this wardrobe into this rubbish truck as it crunched and scrunched the wardrobe into splinters. This awful sort of screaming noise of plywood being broken apart. And I realised that my picture of what actually happens in that process was totally different. I'd, I'd thought it was quite nice and genteel and the rubbish went away to a nice genteel place. But no, it, it genuinely your entire furniture is just going to get crushed. Yeah, it's waste. It's just waste. And it just goes to show that we can all be very, very naive about these things. Yeah, I suppose it's it's so easy just to not care about it because you you take the rubbish out the front 
you may put it in the bin or you may put it on the curb and the next day it's gone mm. and that's your routine you, you don't need to think about it i suppose yeah and you sort your rubbish and you think you're doing the right thing and you sort of put it out and you think that that's an end to it little do we know that, that that's money all of that is actually money. Like all that all those recyclables, it's they've turned it into an economy. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, the councils that have that um, have uh, green bins. Yes. The garden waste bins. Oh, we we don't have one. Probably mostly empty anyway because we mulch and compost and everything like that. So, but um, all of that goes back to council and then they um, they create compost out of it and then put it in bags and sell it back to you. Well, you know what? That makes me happy. That at least makes me happy. Okay, you know, they're selling back something that we provided to them, but firstly, they're adding value to it because they're doing something that we're not willing to do, which is to have it sit around and compost. It, and at least it's getting used. Whereas other things, I'm sure that that wardrobe never went to anything useful. Landfill, mm. pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, my naivety, my naivety. Well, you learn something from it. Yes, absolutely. Like it your eyes, didn't it? Yes, it did. It did. Um, and it means that every time there's a council clean-up or a hard rubbish collection and I see people going around with vans picking out the best of what's there, I cheer. Yeah. I did anyway, but <laughs> I think it's fantastic because <laughs> at least they're doing something with it. One thing I was going to ask about, it kind of ties in with how – the dumpster diving especially has changed. It has been something that you didn't expect and has changed your perspective. can remember a comment uh, coming through about the eggs that you have and, you know, what you're having for breakfast, et cetera, et cetera, and just kind of going, yeah, you know, encouraging you to eat more of a particular type of food because it's good for you for health. In this case, I think it was the eggs because it, they're high in protein. And I can remember thinking at the time, I wonder if what you're prioritizing to eat has changed because your priorities around are around saving and rationing of food rather than health and nutrition. I, th I think you, you've, you've read me well there. Um, yes, the decisions have been um, to ration, and it has been there for the, for the, whole, for the whole journey so far. So I've, I've, I have been very conservative with, with what I'm eating, um, knowing that I may not be so lucky tomorrow in, in finding something else. And I, I do want to make sure that uh, my dollar stretches as far as, as it can. So having found a bounty of fruit and veg, I've made sure that I've eaten the the less good uh, ones first, and, and saved um, the better ones uh, for later. Uh, which also means that I I rely less on eating out of the veggie patch. Mm. So that's part of the reason why I've I've been able to save ten eggs. It's because I've I've had a whole heap of potatoes, <laughs> and um, it really has changed. Um, the, the way that I'm I'm managing food and, and my diet and, and other things. So I'm still trying to get, you know, greens and vegetables um, in every day. So hence, you know, that's why I've, I've made sure I had kale and the sweet potato leaves in, in my lunch today. Having have, having food in, in, in the garden is, is always a good thing, so you, you should be grateful and you should um, make use of it because uh, it, it will go off anyway. Um, leaves that are left there too long will, uh, will, will go brown and, and wilt 
um, so that it could uh, grow new leaves anyway. So it's you're wasting it by not eating it. Mm. Yeah, I think that's always my classic mistake with stuff in the veggie patch is to uh, treat it in the way I would treat a shot. To sort of think, well, it's always going to be there when I want it rather than harvesting it when it's ready and knowing when it's ready. So I, I have a tendency to waste stuff from my garden because I let it go too long. Teach a Man to Grow is supported by Create Storytime. Create Storytime is an iPhone and iPad app that allows you to create magical stories for kids. I just spent a fun afternoon with my niece writing stories about jungle animals. It was amazing the ideas that she came up with. Help bring your child's story ideas to life with Create Storytime, available in the App Store now.